Hey, Cameron here. This is the last episode of the uh, Road Diary series, I guess is what I named it. I'm calling this episode The End because it's the end. And the song I did is called Waiting for the End. Uh, it's by Linkin Park. Um, this song, when it first came out, I was super into it. Uh, I kind of don't talk about this song as much as I would have liked to. It's more about Chester and Linkin Park and what they meant to me as a band that kind of was one of the first bands I got into growing up. Chris and I will be back together next week. Um, some of the episodes we have, we have Red Hot Chili Peppers, Tom McDonald, uh, Hot Water Music, and a Stone Sour Song that we have just recorded. So those are going to be the next four episodes. And then Chris has his own uh, series that he recorded that we're going to release eventually as well. So until then, I'm going to do an outro as well. So after the episode <clears throat> ends, because the outro I did in the car was like, I dragged on and on and on. So... I wanted to just re-record the outro. So you're going to hear me at the end also, but here is Lincoln Park waiting for the end from the episode, The End. Okay, welcome to part six of whatever the fuck this is. I think, I think I'm going to dub this a mini-series. A mini you know, on Netflix, like Making a Murderer, they have, you know, you got like a whole TV show with a bunch of seasons, but then there's like find these mini-series that are like five, six episodes, and they just wrap up. I mean, those aren't just the shit, because fucking TV shows go too long. You know, like, after five seasons, wrap that shit up, man. Like, what more could you fucking tell? Like, you mean to tell me there's seven fucking years worth of this shit that is interesting? Like, no, like, look at fucking Dexter after season, like, three or four. It just got weird, and he started, like, thinking about his sister sexually and shit. I, I don't know. It, it's, they got the term jump the shark, and it's, like, even, like, The Office. Like, I love that show, but fuck did it go too long. <laughs> Speaking of going too long, here's me rambling again. But no, I didn't. I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to drag this out anymore, and I feel like I've been trying to at least be a little bit funny in the beginnings, and then dive back into the song. And I'm just like, I can't. I don't have anything to talk about anymore. <laughs> it's just ramblings of an insane person on a long drive home. Uh, but it's been fun, don't get me wrong. Um, this episode I want to talk about Waiting for the End by Linkin Park. And uh, it's going to be another somber one because, fuck, I mean, I've thought about Linkin Park a lot and Chester and just how sad that whole situation was. I know it happened a while ago, but it's always something I've liked talking about. Definitely something I take really seriously. And fucking, I mean, I grew up in love with Linkin Park. I mean, I, my mom's got pictures of me dressed up like Chester, you know, spiking my hair. I drew on a lip ring. Um, I mean, I just, I fucking loved this band. They were so refreshing at the time, you know, that whole rap rock fusion thing. It was new at the time. Now it's a little cliche, but. Uh, I mean, if you're in your 30s, you, you understand that 
when Linkin Park first came out, they were the shit. Hybrid Theory was the shit. Um, that would be one. That would be an album fun to dive into that entirety of that album someday. But uh, for now, I just wanted to talk about the song "Waiting for the End" just because it's always one I really liked. Chester's voice is fucking beautiful on it. Um, and just scrolling through my list, I saw Lincoln Park. I remembered this is one I used to listen to all the time. And uh, so I'm going to play it. Here's Waiting for the End by Lincoln Park.
Okay, that was <laughs> Waiting for the End by Linkin Park off of the album A Thousand Suns. Um, I think A Thousand Suns was one of the more under-the-radar Linkin Park albums. I, I know that the song A Thousand Suns kind of got a little bit of radio play, but when it came out, I don't remember people really talking about it. It definitely, like, wasn't... It didn't have the impact as, like, you know, the one with the song from Transformers on it or, obviously, Hybrid Theory or Meteora, um, any of their big ones. I, I feel like this is one that flew under the radar. Uh, obviously, I picked it up just because I was, like I said, a huge fucking fan of Linkin Park. Um, they kind of became a meme of sorts uh, where... Lincoln Park was more or less up they kind of embodied the early 2000s like edginess you know and it kind of turned them into like they kind of got like nickelback levels of heat because they people almost like felt like their stuff was kind of corny and emo and fake edgy and I always argue that, hey, that shit wasn't cliche before they came around. Like, it's not like they took someone's shit and cliched it up. It's Linkin Park kind of started that and then it became a cliche. So, I don't know. I, I, I've always defended them for that. Um, and, and I understand, like, people don't like them. Whatever. I, I don't have any... I don't have any reason to, to force someone to like Linkin Park that doesn't like Linkin Park. But uh, I guess just talking about how much that band meant to me as a child. Like, I remember going to an 8th grade dance, and if you've listened to the previous... Uh, or no, was it 8th grade? I think it was middle school. I don't know, it was like 6th to 8th grade, who the fuck knows? If you've listened to the previous parts of this little series that I did, uh, I, you you know that I'm blatantly an introvert. I don't like putting myself out there. So going to the dance, I was just like, yeah, I didn't fucking dance with anybody. You know what I mean? I just went to like see my friends, and they were playing music that I didn't like. And I remember they the DJ was taking requests, and I kept just requesting Linkin Park songs. And he what? Obviously, he's not fucking playing them. You know. He's like, no, I'm going to play, like, 50 Cent or, you know, whatever the popular shit was at the time. I think it was, uh, shake that ass, wash yourself, shake that ass, show me what you're working. Like, that song was, like, the popular song at the time, you know, uh, which there's nothing wrong. That song rips. Don't get me fucking wrong, but they definitely didn't want to play the music that I wanted them to play. I didn't understand the concept of a dance, obviously. I just thought we all listened to music. And, like, talked about if we liked it or not. Um, but, yeah, when this this album came out, I remember just listening to it a bunch. I was working at a bar at the time. And I had, it's actually, I still have it, a little iPod Touch. Uh, like, the first ever iPod Touch I had. And, and this, this is one of the albums I had on it. You can only have, like, seven albums on it because it was, like, two gigs or some stupid shit. But this is one I had on it. And, uh, yeah, that song Waiting for the End, like, uh, 
especially thinking back now about you know how Chester committed suicide and how he struggled with depression and shit like the just the chorus of waiting for the end wishing I had strength to stand uh, all I want to do is trade this life for something new and my favorite line holding on to what I haven't got um, again this is just a, 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 a desperate cry of you know want, either wanting more or not wanting to give the effort of wanting more um, and, and Mike's raps over you know he kind of bookends the song with, with a rap verse and I, the beat I love the beat I love the piano intro I love the fucking notes that Chester hits during the chorus like to me like I understand this song is probably corny to a lot of people but to me I'm like this is such a beautiful piece of music and just hearing Chester wailing at the top of his lungs, you know, all I want to do is trade this life for something new. And knowing now what he did is just like, holy fuck. Uh, I mean, like, I get tears in my eyes when I listen to this song. Like, you think I fucking don't? <laughs> you know? Uh, and I don't know if this it's probably just me reading into it too much, but... I mean, just the, I, I feel like it, just the place of pain that he was in to, to write these lyrics and sing them the way he did. Um, it's just insane to me. Like, uh, I, I want to talk more specifically about Chester, too. Is There's, well, I want to say there's this little parable I heard. I remember I was in fourth grade. It was Miss Mozaffer's class. She'd read it to us. And at the time, it doesn't make sense to me, but I'll try to recap it. Essentially, there's this boy, and he goes to the beach every day. And every day, he sees this old man, and he picks up these star... There's starfish that get washed up onto the shore. And the uh, starfish all die when they get washed up onto the shore, obviously, because they're water animals. <laughs> fish are... Are starfish fish? They're called starfish. You know? Like, what the fuck are they? Are they even real? Anyway, they're, they, they're fish, you know? they got to be in the water. When they're on the land, they die. And then you buy them at the gift shop. <laughs> With sand dollars, which are also an animal? I don't know. But, and you decorate your mom's bathroom with them. Because there's nothing that says Western Pennsylvanian mom more than a bathroom that makes you feel like you're at the ocean. Do you have a, hey, do you have a shower curtain with fish on it? Mm, yes. Do you have a blue floor mat? Mm, yes. Do you have soap that smells like cocoa nuts? Mm, yes. And are you decorating with way too many starfish? Yes. But anyway, this going back to the story, this old man would throw the starfish back into the ocean. And the kid walked by and says, hey man, there's like hundreds of these starfish that wash up. And every day you walk by, you throw a couple and you move on. And he's like, what's the point? Like, you're not going to save these starfish. Like, there's so many of them. 
that wash up on shore that for you to make a difference, like you would need 15 of you throwing all of these back all hours of the night. And the old man just looks at the young boy, chucks another starfish back in the ocean and says, it mattered to that one. And when Miss Mozaffer read that story, I thought, that's the stupidest fucking story I've ever heard. <laughs> I never really understood it. I never, I was just like, that's dumb. What a stupid ending. But Linkin Park has this song called, uh, fuck. I think One Last Light. I don't know. It's, it's, and it's funny because I'm talking about Waiting for the End and not this song, but essentially the lyrics are uh, about someone dying. It's, it's, if someone dies, you know, the world population is what, like 8 billion at this point? Someone dies, you know, it's 799,999 whatevers. And then immediately someone else is born, boom, back up to 800, 8, 8 million, billion. <laughs> numbers that's a thing and uh, the, the consensus of the song is kind of saying like what's one little light going out in the land of a thousand stars you know just one light in the sky one star disappears no one's going to notice and the refrain that Chester kind of uses in that song is well I do I care I notice that star going out and when I heard that, I immediately was brought back to that little starfish parable. And I'm like, oh, like that old man is saying, like, it matters to the ones that you take the time out for. Like, obviously, you're not going to save all of these starfish. But the ones that you would dedicate your time to, it's going to matter to them. You're going to save their life. And there's a video online of Chester performing this right after Chris Cornell died. He was, they were supposed to perform whatever single was coming out at the time. It was called like Hurt or Pain or something. And they said, hey, we want to dedicate this song to Chester. And they played that song about uh, one light going out in the sky of a thousand stars. And, and Chester was crying while singing it and at one point the guitarist looks up from his guitar because Chester's choking up and he can't finish like he essentially can't finish the, the last bit of the song and the guitarist kind of looks over at him and gives him this nod that's like I feel you man like it's and it's just such a cool fucking moment uh, that you could tell they were just in such a state of pain at the time and just powered through it, dedicated this song, made it cool. And, uh, yeah, that was for his buddy Chris. And I know that Chris Cornell, when he, because Chris Cornell hung himself, and then a little bit later, uh, I think on what would have been Chris Cornell's birthday, I, I could be wrong about that, uh, Chester hung himself. So that was the last, I think, live performance Chester did before he committed suicide. And to me, it's just like, I don't know what you do to prevent that. Like, going back to the starfish parable, it's like, you can take your time out of your day to 
dedicate to somebody and, and make them feel wanted and important. But, uh, you know, you can't save everyone. Um, but I guess you got to save the, the ones. And like the old man says, it, it matters to the one, you know, it mattered to that one. And I kind of was always thinking that about Chester. It was like, I wonder if he just needed somebody in that moment. But uh, I think recently his, his widow uploaded a video of them, like, the night before or the week before. Just Chester surrounded by his family, laughing, having a good time, his kids, his wife. Um, and it's just like, I, I think he had those people in his life, you know? I guess be someone's old man to their starfish. Even if it, even if you can't save all of them, you know, maybe it mattered to them that day. So the point I'm trying to make at the end here is Chester being the starfish in this <laughs> uh, example is being protected by his family and loved ones, a.k.a. the old man. Yet the inevitable, a.k.a. the little boy, is kind of saying, look, there's no point in this, uh... The starfish are just going to wash up anyway. And I think in this situation, the little boy has a point because obviously Chester committed suicide. So I don't know if there was anything that anyone could have done to prevent that. But the idea of the old man throwing a starfish back to me is just loved ones in Chester's life showing him a good time and making, I guess, making it easier on him in the moment. Uh, I think I said it, you know, it matters to that person at that time. So I guess the old man throwing the starfish back would be his family spending time with him, uh, even though it does just delay the inevitable in a morbid way. Uh, it obviously it mattered to Chester at that moment. And um, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make is just uh, be an old man <laughs> to a starfish. <laughs> I hope that makes any kind of sense. Because uh, it doesn't to me. So next week it'll be Chris and I back together doing a Tom McDonald song. Followed up by Stone Sour, Hot Water Music, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And we haven't recorded any more than that. So we'll get, we'll update you as soon as we know what we're doing. Obviously check us out. Discord, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Jukebox Club Pod on all of those things. And uh, obviously, if you want a song to request, we'll do a song for you. We got two requests coming up. Um, next week, Chris and I back together. Uh, every Wednesday, an older episode. Thank you for sticking around. You guys have a good Saturday night. <laughs>